Hello and welcome to the show, How to Win in Court Without a Liar. I'm Dave Horowitz. I'll be your host and helping you with your cases. Today I wanted to discuss uh, facts versus fictions. I get a lot of people that, that don't understand law, and a big part of that is because of the confusion of, between facts and fictions. Uh, they think, they still think they're people or citizen or driver or uh, government, <laughs> and those are all fictions. Uh, anybody is either a man or a woman. That's how we were created. That's what we are. Man is over government. Government is over corporations and corporate fictions, which are what corporations are. So uh, the discussion on facts and fictions, statutes, man-made laws, they're all fictions, legal fictions, but they are all fictions. And a fiction, very simply, is something that is made up, untrue, a lie, a story, um, and, and, and a fact exists in reality, very simply. So it's uh, it's something that, uh, you know, when you go into a court for a traffic ticket, they're using statutes against you, and statutes are fictions under color of law. If they were, if they were laws, they'd be called laws, not statutes, or rules, or acts of Congress, or, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, they were made up in the mind, and they exist in the mind only. And uh, they're very, you know, uh, an accusation that's unfounded is still a fiction. And that's what they do in court. They use those legal fictions. Um, and unless those fictions are rebutted, they will stand as a fact. So... You know, a person, a driver, a citizen, a corporation, police officer, or any other government title, including president, vice president, treasurer, uh, those are all legal fictions. They're offices. They are not facts. They're all acting in a fiction, like a play. And uh, so when you go into a traffic court, you're basically becoming uh, a part of a play. If you go in there and think that you're a person uh, and not a man or a woman, if you go in, the judge is also a fiction. That's a title. It's a you know, it's anything that is a title is a fiction. Anything that is a, a, a corporation, a statute, an act, a, those are all fictions. So all political offices are fictions. Uh, partnerships or fictions. Any entity that's made up is a legal fiction. The state of uh, insanity is a legal fiction. So any state, you know, when they say that, you know, the state of uh, Montana uh, versus, well, that state is a fiction unless they can, you know, unless you meet Mr. or Mrs. Montana, uh, then they are fictions. So. The Constitution, a fiction. The money in your pocket is based on a fiction. Fiat, currency, is a fiction. It's not backed by anything. There's no value in it. Value has to be added to it. And so it isn't in, inherent in itself. No different than, uh, you know, Tinkerbell is, is a fiction, but did millions in the box office. <laughs> Somebody added value to it. <clears throat> so a fact would be an injured party, a man or a woman, uh, property, any type of uh, material evidence, something that can be provided, looked at, touched, felt, seen, smelt, those are all facts, truths. And uh, half of the game of uh, going into these courts can be one if you really know the difference between fact and fiction, truth and lies. If you 
go in there and think that, you know, when they call your name out, that they're actually talking about you, then, you know, and you raise your hand, you've just joined yourself to the legal fiction, the legal person, the, the identifications that the government created, the same way that for years I would go into the Secretary of State's office and set up corporations, create entities. Well, that's what they do every time a child is born. They have the doctors fill out a birth certificate and create an entity for the public trust. And uh, it is an entity. It's an, it is a, an illusion, a vapor. It's Tinkerbell. Um, they use it for identifications, and you can recognize them. Well, if, you, if you are on my Facebook page, you'll see I do capitalization a lot. And something that is capitalized uh, is an indication that, are, that, that what, they're, what they're talking about is a legal fiction. Corporation names are all capitalized. Sorry, my dog wanted to go out. <laughs> so, you know, cap, uh, and if, a dead entity. Because the only two real places you'll see names in all capital letters is things on uh, commercial documents. Um, you'll see them if you're at the top of your checks. So you'll see them on your driver's license. You'll see them on corporations. And those all represent dead entities. And you also see them on gravestones. They are the names are all in all capital letters, which indicates that they're a fiction. So if you know the difference between a fact and a fiction, a truth and a lie, you'll have a lot better time going into these statutory courts that are literally uh, based in fa in in fictions. Every part of it. The officer that brought you in is a fiction. The prosecutor that is bringing the case against you is a fiction. The judge is a fiction. And uh, they are all going after your fiction. Your birth certificate is the legal person. It is the uh, original document, okay? So what happens is, well, it's, it's not even the original document. The original document was the application that your parents signed. But uh, the certificate of birth can be used as, as it is used as a legal fiction. It's used to create corporate name for you that is exactly like your name. Uh, but your name is, uh, would be a noun, right, a person, place, or thing. So you've got, you know, it would be a capital uh, N, and then M, it would be A-M-E-S, names. So if it's capitalized at front, it was either at the beginning of a sentence or it was, you know, it is a person, place, or thing. Well, when it's all capital letters, it be, it's a legal fiction. It's an assumption of truth, but it is made up. It's fiction. There is no truth in it. There, it's a lie to basically bypass any rights you think you have, especially people go in and go, oh, well, I've got constitutional rights. Well, you're not in a court of rights. You're in a court of fiction if they are dealing with statutes. So if everything in there is a fiction except for you, uh, when you go in there, if you're not representing or pro se representing your legal fiction, okay, uh, you can't talk. They won't allow you to present. They won't allow you to present uh, facts or um, unless you are a belligerent claimant. You say, this is, you know, uh, that name is not me. And uh, what I do a lot of the times, I'll go into the courtroom with the birth certificate document, which is a trust certificate for the public trust. The public trustee, who is the judge, uh, is required to administer the public trust. That's what they're doing. So, if you go up to the judge and you hand them the birth certificate and say, I'm handing over custody of the legal person to you, and I'm appointing you as the trustee for the estate in this matter. And basically, I'll be sitting here as the, as the beneficiary of that trust, making sure that you administer it in, the, in, the, uh, in favor of the beneficiary. 
And at that point, the judge is obligated to do so. They can't refuse. They took an oath, and and uh, they became a public trustee. So now they are acting for your public trustee in that administrative procedure. An administrative procedure is not a judicial procedure. Anything that is going on in a courtroom that has to do with an agency of the government, like the DMV and all your traffic violations, any type of traffic infraction is under the Department of Motor Vehicles, which is an agency, which means it would be administrative law, requires a contract. Okay, So if you went and signed an application for a driver's license, you've just entered into a contract with the Department of Motor Vehicles. And when you are driving down the road and you have their shiny new license, you are under contract with the Department of Motor Vehicles. And when you go in, they're just administrating that contract. The judge is administrating the contract that you agreed to when you signed that uh, application. You didn't need to go in there and sign it unless you're a commercial driver, but you did uh, <laughs> because most folks are told that their whole life that they are required to have one, uh, when in fact you do not. You don't. Your person, your legal fiction does. Uh, you know, they're required to have one because they were created by government, and whoever creates something decides what it's supposed to do, right? If I, if I create a new business, uh, I decide what services or products it's going to offer. Um, I, I decide the rules of when I'm going to have the doors open for service and, uh, you know, what the employees can or can't do. So this is kind of what's going on when you go into a statutory court and somebody's bringing statutes against you. That is in administrative law. Uh, you can look up the Administrative Procedures Act and read all about it. Uh, there are some very interesting things in there you might find out if you've ever been to court and uh, witnessed uh, or, or been a part of a railroading that has gone on in there by the court. and. Uh, you'll see exactly why you're getting railroaded and they say, you know, the Constitution has nothing to do with this because it doesn't. Administrative law, these agencies can bypass the Constitution through legal fictions. So legal fictions is, is, a, is a big part or are a big part of, um, you know, what, what you feel, anything that's legal, okay, would be fiction or under color of law. Anything that is lawful, okay, those are facts, lawful or facts. You don't kill, you don't steal, you don't destroy people's property. And those, you know, there's victims there. A victim would be a fact, okay? Now you're dealing with a different part of the court. Now you're talking about a judicial side where there has to be a judicial decision. Well. In the statutory side, uh, it's all arbitrary, every bit of it. You know, there, there's nothing in those statutes to say you specifically have to do this. Okay? They say a person does. Okay? And a person is a legal fiction. It is a corporation. It is a partnership, an LLC, uh, an LLP, a trust. So any of those things are... are created entities. They, they only exist on paper and in the mind. Okay? So uh, give me a moment and uh, I'm going to come back to you and put you on pause here for a second. Again, thank you for joining me today and how to win in court without a liar.
Welcome back to How to Win in Court Without a Liar. I'm Dave Horowitz, and thanks for joining on my podcast. We're just talking about uh, fictions and facts, truth and lies. And uh, we were discussing that uh, statutes and acts and codes and uh, administrative rules are all legal fictions under color of law. That means they're like law. They're, you know, they they seem like law, but they're not law. Um, they're also arbitrary, very arbitrary. When you go out on the road, if you, you know, if you're going by and you pass a legal fiction sitting there on the side of the road with their with their flashy lights, and and you go by them too fast, and they jump out on the road and they pull you over and you know, they ask you for your driver's license. And that license, one, there's no law on the books that says that you are required to have one unless you are a commercial driver. Okay? Remember, uh, a government is a created entity. Okay? It creates other entities, legal fictions. So government's a legal fiction. It creates corporations and partnerships and LLCs and S-Corps and C-Corps and trusts and all of those things are created. All of those things are legal fictions, okay? The police department, a legal fiction. It's a government agency. Um, so when they pull you over, anything that they pull you over on the road for, they are acting administratively to enforce the codes of the Department of Motor Vehicles. And if you do have a license or if you do have a license plate, a registered vehicle, uh, then they are assuming that you have a contract with them to follow their rules. And that's why they bring you to court. And, you know, most people go, well, I went to court and I, I got railroaded. <laughs> you know, I tried to fight it and, you know, I tried to exercise my constitutional rights. Uh, well, the Constitution's a fiction too, as well, but it doesn't. The DMV, an administrative uh, tribunal, does not require, uh, you know, the Constitution. It's a it's a, a branch of the exec. It's an executive agency, uh, so it's only handled by the executive branch. So everybody there is acting, acting. Uh, in this little play, the judge is acting as an administrative hearing officer. The prosecutor is is, is uh, representing the DMV in bringing the case, okay? And the officer was working directly as a code enforcement officer for the Department of Motor Vehicles, all of them acting under... Uh, the executive office of government, which is why that it seems that, you know, and it is, the judge, the cop, and the prosecutor are all getting paid by the same boss, okay? They have the trifecta of lies against you because you are in a fictional statutory administrative tribunal, and it's an administrative hearing. Now, when I go in, it's a lot different. I'll go in and you know, I, I do not join myself to the legal fiction. I haven't, I haven't used a license in 10 years. Um, when I go in, I have no contract with the Department of Motor Vehicles. Uh, but they are harassing me, the man, and I'm a fact. Okay? Well, uh, you know, when you're a, a fact, a man or a woman, and you're trying to battle in these fictions, it's like trying to, you know, it's like trying to swat invisible flies. They're not there. So you basically, your your best bet is just to disjoin or, or uh, you know, uh, you would basically um, rebut the legal fiction, okay? And as soon as you rebut the legal fiction, okay, it, it, it vaporizes. It, it, it goes back to being vapor or an illusion. Um, and you question, well, is the legal person a, uh, you know, a fiction of law? Or are you trying to say that I am the legal person? Me, a man, 
and then it's very easy to give them a legal person and you know here here's the uh, here's the legal person you're now in custody of the legal person the legal person is under arrest and you hand them the birth certificate because that is the legal person that piece of paper that person only exists on paper it is not you and they'll use language which you think is English uh, <laughs> it's legal fiction language or legalese I call it babble or doublespeak so when they're talking babble to you and you think that you understand what you're saying you're actually you know you're actually dealing with negotiating a contract with them and how you're going to settle a contract dispute uh, with a fiction just like a corporation two corporations you know they have officers but uh, how can you arrest the corporation are you going to bring the you know IBM to jail or or uh, Dell or, or Microsoft? Can you put Dell in in, in jail or, or Microsoft in jail? No, it's an impossibility. It's fiction. One, it's fiction. You could put all the paperwork that created that fiction in a cage, but who's that going to bother? You know, Bill Gates is still going to be, you know sipping martinis on his boat and uh you know while while the papers called microsoft are sitting in a cage in a box <laughs> so understanding facts and fictions when it comes to the law when it comes to law uh facts truth law so if it's a law it has to be a fact and it has to be truthful it has to be truth uh if it is a legal fiction it's going to be a lie okay it's going to be made up it's going to be a story you can't put your hands on it you can't touch it can't see it it's made up and they use that to their advantage to extort you because most folks don't even read the contracts that they sign you know you go to you go to the doctor's office they make you fill out 20 different pages and that's contracts they, you know you go to the DMV and they hand you an application well there's a lot to that application including all the rules that you have to follow and you're signing up and you, because you think you're a person and you're required to now if you're going to be a commercial driver then absolutely you have to sign up uh, because they you know they they have contracts with all the places that you'll probably get job at and you need you know one of the requirements of the corporate laws the corporate bylaws is you have to have a commercial driver's license and that is because the Department of Transportation requires it and they're licensed under they got their permission from the Department of, uh, of Transportation and they require you now to have a commercial driver's license but if you are driving your own private conveyance going from point A to point B in your own property uh, you know unless it's registered with the fictitious government or the legal fiction uh, called government or the state of wherever you are if you've registered your property with them when you register something you're giving up legal ownership okay they take title they take the title which is a fact okay and they give you a certificate of title which certifies that there is a fact but it isn't the fact it's a fiction and they give you equitable title which means you get to use your property but they own it they have the legal ownership of the property you only have equitable ownership of the property and you really went from being an owner with legal or you know with 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 uh, lawful uh, rights to instead of and and equitable rights you had the, the right to do with your property whatever you would like to do with your property and you know you can lend it you could sell it you could crush it up and, and, and throw it off the side of your property as a, as a lawn ornament it's yours but the second that you register it you're turning over legal ownership which is the part that means that they can tell you what you can and can't do with it okay 
you can use it as long as you do what we say uh, you can do use it for and that's it and that's all and you can't use it for things that we don't allow you to use it for and you sign the contract by you when you apply for something you're actually the word apply is to beg okay you're begging for permission to use your own property and not only to use your own property but to give them the right to tell you what you can and can't do with it and as a private individual man or woman uh, there's no law that requires you to turn over what you have to the government or register what you your property with the government that's where a lot of the mistake comes in but you know when people call and say oh well you got a driver's license yes you've got a driver's license now if they didn't tell you everything about the rules and all the things that you're supposed to know about having a license and what that uh, what responsibilities you have there uh, if it wasn't fully disclosed any contract that doesn't have full disclosure mutual compensation or was uh, signed under duress coercion or fraud uh, or force or threat of force is void any contract so if there's a threat of force especially a ticket when you go into court with a ticket there's a lot of threat of force causing you to even go there so they tell you that if you don't show up then we're going to come to your house we're going to knock down your door we're going to take you to jail and bring you before the judge well that's a threat of force and that is force and that voids any contract that you may have signed or any ticket that you know says that you would you know I agree to to appear well yeah I, I signed that ticket because they told me that if I didn't sign it I would uh, they would take my vehicle and arrest me well that's also fiction they lied to you uh, they're not supposed to or are they allowed by law to do that it is uh, ultra virus outside of their authority uh, what they have now they do it all the time <laughs> but uh, you know when when they so you you know you sign it or else now they've just voided that signature out you just sign it I, I you know I sign under threat of force and duress and and uh, you know I was in fear for my life you know and that'll void it out your promise there's no there's no promise if it's coerced at gunpoint so you know that when they're doing that they're acting under fraud which means you know the you know you or I couldn't go up and and you know front of our business and every time somebody walked by we grab our gun and put it to their head and say hey you need to come and do business with me or else you know think that's what the government does and you know they're acting under statute legal fiction they're acting under agency rules which are only internal just like uh, McDonald's can't make up rules for you a private individual well administrative rules only pertain to people who work in the administration and when you sign that contract that's what you're doing so you know child protective services Department of Education any agency of government okay is a legal fiction government itself is a legal fiction so anyway I appreciate everybody being on the show and and, and listening in I'm gonna take a break for a minute and I'll be right back uh, the show is uh, helpful to you please share it with your friends and family
Welcome back to How to Win in Court Without a Liar. I'm Dave Horowitz. I'll be your host. And uh, we were just discussing how to win in, uh, well, how to, uh, how to tell between facts and fiction. And fictions should be obvious what a fiction is. Very simple test. Uh, can you touch it? Was it made up? Is, it, can, is, is there evidence of it being uh, in reality and not just on paper if you're talking about corporations and all those things, uh, corporations, governments, all of that exists on paper. Uh, the Constitution, fiction. Um, Bill of Rights, fiction. Uh, the, the Declaration of Independence, fiction. These are all just pieces of paper that say stuff uh, that, that people who wrote them uh, made up. <laughs> so their stories, their legal fictions, and they are used uh, a lot of times to, uh, to trap you in the system and to have the system uh, extort money from you. Uh, a legal fiction is uh, created by, a legal fiction created by the government uh, in the form of a birth certificate when you're born. Okay, there's application and then a birth certificate. Well, the certificate means that they have legal ownership, okay, instead of equitable ownership. You have the right to go, you know, you, have, you can go around and do whatever you want, okay, um, except for when they tell you you can't. Now, they're not telling you, the man or the woman, that you can or can't do something. They're saying the legal person can or can't do something, okay? Now, they try to do is, well, when, when you, you know, if, if you've been charged with something that uh, they said that you can or that your legal person can or can't do, they're assuming that you are your, the legal person and you're not. You, and by you not telling them that you are not by, not, by you not asserting and proving that you are not that piece of paper, that document, that ID, okay, now you are uh, creating what's called joinder. They're joining you to that legal fiction and basically making you a trustee with fiduciary responsibilities uh, to administer that legal fiction. Okay? And, and I said administer, that's administrative procedure. It's not legal. It's ministerial. And uh, you know how I feel if you follow me on Facebook that, uh, you know, government is a uh, religion or a religious cult. <laughs> uh, they are um, trying to control you, okay, through this joinder. And they do. They own the legal person. They created it and they own it. Uh, you do not own your social security number, if you look, or the card. It's not yours at all. If you look on the back of it, it says if lost, return it to the, you know, don't return it to the person whose name is on it. Return it to the social service uh, administration or social security administration. See, another administration, another fiction of law under administrative procedures. Okay, so anything that has to do with uh, an agency of government uh, would be under administrative procedures and not law. Statutes, acts, codes, and administrative rules, they're all fiction. A lie that they've been teaching you to believe since you were a, a baby. Your parents and your parents' parents and, and so on. We've been taught a lie. And Lawyers go into court and they use lies, fictions, legal fictions, made-up stories, accusations that do not pertain to a man or a woman, but only to a fiction. So they tell you, you know, when you raise your hand and say, hey, you know, I'm here in court, you know, when they call your name, you just joined yourself to that fiction. And... Uh, I don't know if I'm having a problem with this platform as well. 
hopefully not. But uh, I am looking for a new platform for the podcast. I know uh, everybody's been patient with me, and I, uh, I'm still getting a lot of folks listening to um, the two previous podcasts. And um, and I do appreciate you sharing that and, and sending it to your friends and family. I am getting a lot of folks that are um, writing to me and, and uh, letting me know how they are appreciated. Uh, appreciating this information, and um, as soon as I can, I will get a podcast platform that I can actually understand and use and have no issues with, <laughs> and it'll make uh, everything a lot more professional and a lot, lot easier to use on you know for me and for you. But I do appreciate my listeners and the people that are supporting this podcast. And I hope that everybody is getting a lot out of this. Uh, I am free um, to answer your questions. If you are interested in calling in, uh, we'll be getting on the, uh, I'll be opening that up in about 15 minutes. And uh, be happy to take your legal questions or if you have a legal case that you're working on that uh, you need some help with and in, in, uh, help winning in court. And uh, we'll be happy to help you with that and or speak with you on the air and uh, discuss your, your case. And uh, as far as uh, topics that, you know, legal topics that you'd like for me to talk about on the air, please send me your uh, messages and comments uh, in the posts on the page, uh, How to Win in Court Without a Liar. You can comment on there the, the legal topics that you'd like me to speak about, and I'd be happy to, to do that uh, during the first hour of the show. So feel free to send those in, and, and uh, hopefully uh, you're getting something out of, out of the show and uh, would consider supporting the show and sharing it with your friends and family. So as far as legal fictions go, um, they're everywhere literally everywhere. So uh, when you go into a, uh, kind of like the Matrix, when they, you know, when, when they, when Morpheus said that any, anybody in the Matrix can uh, become an agent, okay? An agent is a fiction. Um, when, when you go into the grocery store and they ID you for uh, alcohol, that grocery store owner acting under the corporate charter that, you know, that their company uh, is registered under has to do what the administrative offices of alcohol, tobacco, and firearms are telling them to do uh, under their license. So that, you know, cash register, uh, you know, the, the, the person working the cash register, you know, they, they morph right in front of you into an agent of the state and say, I need to see your government ID. I need to see your government, your, your legal person. Is the legal person old enough to purchase the alcohol or the cigarettes or anything else that, uh, you know, you, you, that requires government identification to, to uh, purchase? So without that government identification for the legal person, the legal fiction, then, then uh, you're unable to purchase uh, whatever it is that they that they are uh, prohibiting or restricting. So you know, it's, it's, I, I always find it funny because you know you walk in and there'll be this young person sitting behind the counter, and boom, all of a sudden, you know, they are the they're working for the Bureau of Alcohol Tobacco, you know. With the Department of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Just like that. They went from being a cashier to an agent for the Department of Alcohol, uh, Tobacco, and Firearms. And that's how administrations, administrative rules work. There is no law. There is no judicial side. Well, there is a judicial side. You have to know how to access it uh, in the court systems. But when you first go into court, most of the time, you're starting off dealing in a court of fictions, an administrative tribunal, uh, not by a judge, but an administrator, and they're administrating 
your legal fiction, your legal person, the legal trust that was created for you when you were born. It was supposed to be so that you can get government benefits. So if you were eligible for government benefits, that would make you a beneficiary, which is a fact. Okay? You can prove it by having that certificate of trust. So if you have the certificate of trust, and you can prove that you are a beneficiary. Well, what they're trying to do when you go into court by joining you to that legal person and saying that you are that legal person, they are saying that they're trying to make you or appoint you as the trustee. Now, a trustee and a trust is a, has a fiduciary responsibility to the trust and to the beneficiaries of that trust. So when they do that and they join you to that, they say, okay, you know, uh, we don't care what you say. You, you're guilty of this, that, and the other ticket. And uh, now you have a fiduciary responsibility. The, the fines will be 1500 plus court costs, plus, plus, plus. And, uh, you know, so instead of a legal person paying it, you stick your hand in your wallet and you pay it. Uh, and you didn't have to. And as a matter of fact, uh, you know, well, we won't get into that today. We'll, we'll save that for potential questions because I know a lot of my listeners are uh, <laughs> are starting to wake up to the fact that, uh, you know, traveling without a license, uh, not having a requirement to have a license, and uh, having a license and what the difference is. So... If uh, if anybody would like to start calling in, I'd be happy to start taking your calls at any time now. And uh, if not, we'll keep talking here about legal fictions. Uh, if you're just joining us, my name is Dave Horowitz. This is How to Win in Court Without a Liar. Um, we're going to help you to bring your case uh, before a court if you have a claim or uh, you want to file a, a claim in the courts, uh, I can help you, you know, hopefully I'll be teaching you how to do that. Uh, if, if somebody is bringing a case against you, if you're involved in a lawsuit, uh, whether you've been hurt or you've been, um, you know, uh, arrested for something, uh, I, I'm, if, you, if you've been arrested for hurting somebody or if you've victimized somebody in some way, somehow, um, this show's not for you. Um, you know, if there's a victim, you need to take responsibility uh, as a man or woman and handle, you know, make that person whole uh, to the best of your ability. Be responsible, okay? And that's a big part of, of being a man or a woman is being responsible for your actions. Um, but if you've injured somebody, um, you know, your best bet is to go to them and say, hey, I apologize, it wasn't done on purpose. Now, if you've done it on purpose, maliciously, there's no help for you. You're, you're, you're committing a, you are committing a crime. There is a victim. And, uh, you know, uh, if, if you've harmed somebody, then, you know, you get what you deserve. Um, you know, if it was on purpose. You still can try to make it right. But... Uh, you know, if you had bad intent and you hurt somebody, uh, you thought about it ahead of time. You just didn't think of the consequences. But if you hurt somebody by accident, go to that person, uh, be responsible, say, hey, I, I ran over your mailbox. I'm sorry. Um, you want to take a ride? We can go to the Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever and pick you up a new mailbox. I'll come back and I'll, and I'll fix it or I'll put in a new one. And uh, that's being responsible, which is also getting rid of any controversy that can be brought before a court, okay? So if there's no controversy, there's no court case. So uh, agree with the adversary quickly so that he don't bring you before the court. If there's an agreement, then there's no question for the court to answer. There's no argument. There's no disagreement. And that means there's no court case. So that uh, it's a lot easier to be responsible uh, ahead of time 
before the court gets involved. Um, I'm not a big fan of, of uh, third parties getting involved in my business, and, and you shouldn't be either. Um, it blows my mind how content folks are to have a third party to everything that they do. Oh, I want to get married. So you'll go and you'll beg for permission to get married. You'll go and apply, which is to beg government to have a license to be with the person that you love. And, uh, you know, it's a contract between two people. You just made it a contract between three people, legal fictions, three legal fictions. The legal fictions gets married and needs a license. You don't. You don't. Legal fictions need permission. You don't. Legal permissions have to register things. You don't. And there is nothing that says that you need to be or have a legal fiction. It could be difficult. A lot of people don't understand the law. Most don't. And you'll go to a job and you'll say, hey, you know, I'd like this job. I can do the job. I'm good at this job. Uh, let me show you. And they'll say, okay, well, I need your social security number and your birth certificate and your driver's license. They're not hiring you. They're hiring your legal person. So unless you can separate yourself from that legal person to that employer, and it is possible to do, then what you're doing is, you're, you, you know, the legal person is also responsible for taxes. You aren't. Pretty nice, pretty freeing, you know, to, to just know that. But to be able to walk in that authority and, and, and be able to explain why you don't, you don't, uh, and, you know, you must be talking about the legal fiction and that legal fiction does. If you can't explain it, um, you know, it's just like going into a test in school and knowing all the answers and, and, and you've done the work, you, you, you know the answers ahead of time. It's a breeze. You walk in, you answer all the questions, you're done. But if you don't know the answers, you can fail pretty quick and easy. And, uh, you know, knowing what's fiction and knowing how to keep yourself from being joined to fictions, um, you know, it takes some, takes some learning, takes some research, takes some, some, some study. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's definitely worth it. It's definitely worth it. You won't feel like a slave. And uh, anyway, folks, I'm going to take a, uh, a short break here, uh, a couple minutes, and I will get back to you. And I appreciate you tuning in to How to Win in Court Without a Liar and look forward to taking your phone calls. Be right back.
Welcome back to How to Win in Court Without a Liar. I'm Dave Harlitz, your host, and I'm talking today about uh, legal fictions and facts. I hope that uh, everybody's enjoying the show. If anybody would like to call in, if they have a legal topic they'd like to discuss or a case that they'd like help with or uh, to discuss, feel free to give a call into the show. We are live right now, and I uh, would like to, to hear from you and answer your questions. Until I do, I will, until someone calls in, I will continue to talk about uh, legal fictions and facts. So, if the government is treating you like a legal fiction, they are saying basically that they own you, which you would say, oh, that's not true. They don't own me. Well, you're, you're half right, but they do have legal ownership of your legal person, which is why they can administrate rules to you that they expect you, well, to your legal person, which you think is you, uh, and, and if you believe that you're a fiction, pinch yourself. <laughs> uh, you know, see if you're real. Uh, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you felt it, uh, you might be a fact and not a fiction. So the uh, ownership, legal ownership, doesn't pertain to you. It only pertains to your legal fiction, uh, your name, uh, your birth, you know, your name in all capital letters, your birth certificate, your licenses and registrations, any commercial documents are all owned, basically uh, legally owned. Uh, you get the equitable side uh, of the trust, but not the uh, ownership, the legal ownership side of the trust. You get equitable ownership of uh, of, the, of a thing and not legal. Somebody else can decide what you can and can't do with it, okay? So if you are um, associating yourself to the legal person, if you think that you're, you are that license or that birth certificate or that social security number uh, and you continue to do so, basically you're, telling, you're saying that you're a slave, that, that you are owned, that you are the legal fiction, the legal person. and that you don't have the uh, you don't have ownership of yourself okay now uh if you don't have ownership of yourself that makes you a slave and you don't have to be a slave you just got to get past this uh the understanding you know gain the understanding that you are a fact you exist in reality you are not a fiction made up by the government, a piece of paper, a document, uh, a story, a fiction, okay? If I tell you a story, a fictional story, you know, and uh, I made that story up, that's my story. I'm the one that decide, you know, decides how it's told and, you know, who I could tell it to and all these different things because it's mine. I made it up, okay? It's still fiction. Okay. If I tell you that uh, that's my dog, I'm making a claim of fact, uh, based in fact. Okay, it's mine. Uh, nobody else has a higher claim over it than I do, and that's a fact. Unless somebody can rebut that fact and and and, and prove that they own it or that somebody else owns it, then my fact stands. That's how evidence works, okay? So when you are dealing in these legal fiction courtrooms, uh, administrative tribunals, I should say, when you're dealing in these things, well, first thing, you don't want to be joined to the fiction. You don't want to say, I am the legal person, because you're not. You are not a birth certificate and a license and, uh, you know, and, and all these other government documents. That's not you. Okay, that's a legal fiction. They own it. They can say what you can, what it can and can't do. I say render under Caesar what is Caesar's. If they own it, let them be financially responsible 
make them the trustee. They have the fiduciary responsibility as public trustees to take care of those things and administer them in a way that benefits the fact of the matter, which is the beneficiary, and that a contract there exists. Okay? So everything that, that you know, in legal fictions, it's very easy to, to, to make up other fictions, other stories, which is why they get away with it. Okay? They get away with it, and it keeps going because people don't understand the difference between facts and fictions. That's all that there is. I mean, if everybody knew what the difference was between a fact and a fiction, uh, a fiction, and they didn't keep claiming that they were this fiction, okay, is so-and-so in the court, and you raise your hand and say, I'm here, well, you've just claimed to be a fiction. Now you're going to, you know, pay the penalty for that legal fiction when you didn't have to. You are a surety for that fiction at that point. Uh, you have a fiduciary responsibility as a trustee of that fiction right then and there. You claimed it. Well, render unto Caesar. Give it to them. Give them the fiduciary responsibility. I guarantee you they throw you your case out. I don't guarantee because there's a lot of corruption. But there's a very good chance that they're going to throw your case out and uh, tell you that, you know, case dismissed because at that point you've just transferred the liability to the judge. Now they've got a financial liability. If they say that the legal fiction is guilty, that's coming out of their pocket, not yours, because you're not joined to it anymore. Now you're the beneficiary, but you can hold them to do the right thing by you, not by the, by the state. You can hold the, the, the trustee now who's, in, who's entrusted at that point to handle the administration of your estate in your benefit, to your benefit. And throwing it out and not charging you anything is pretty beneficial. Uh, I'd even go in there and say, hey, you know what? It cost me parking and gas and my day and my time. Uh, it would be beneficial that the, the estate doesn't lose those things. Uh, so here's a bill for, you know, $500 for my time for the day. And my expenses never hurts to ask. <laughs> the judge has already got a fiduciary responsibility not to harm the estate. So anyway, uh, I will keep talking a couple more minutes here. And if uh, I don't get anybody calling in, I am going to uh, enjoy my Sunday evening and go do some uh, work around the house. Uh, I am here to take your phone calls and to help you to win in court without a liar. Uh, so this show has been helpful to you, and you enjoy it. Share it with your friends and family. Uh, if it is helpful and you'd like to keep hearing about uh, these topics and, and, and you know have, have access to this help, please uh, think about donating to support the show. I appreciate that as well. And uh, thank you again for for joining me on this on this uh, Sunday and taking your time to spend with me. And I appreciate you. And and please share again with your friends and family. And I will talk to you again soon. Thank you, and have a great day. <laughs>